Bible messages today or any of my scripture that I'm reading, I'll be reading it from the message version. So if you want to follow along, that's the version I'm going to be using. So first of all, happy Mother's Day to everyone, all the moms out there and um, all the grandmoms. I hope to see my grandkids today. So today, like I said, my focus is going to be on Mary. Uh, the mother of God. Uh, she's always been known as the woman who gave birth to Jesus. How many of us have ever really looked at what her life might have been like before the angel came um, traveling to give birth and raising God's only son? I believe that Mary was a typical girl during that time, very much like you or I. She was humble. She was not famous or well-known and she had no royal descent. Yet God saw her as something different. He saw her as special, a girl with a willing heart and a believer in God. I wonder if Mary thought of herself as worthy of being the mother of such a special baby. I wonder if she felt like she could live up to what she was being asked to do. And God, he chose Mary to be his mom. How cool is that? Many of us have been chosen to be a mom and it's a special calling. It's not a glamorous calling and really her life was no more significant than anyone else's. Mary was extraordinary though. She was the one chosen by God. However, every woman who has a child has been specially chosen by God to be a parent to their child. I think that as a mom today, we can identify with the life of Mary. At times you are joyous and proud, yet at others heartbroken and lost. There are times of laughter and times of fear, times of longing for your child to be everything that you imagined they would be. I look at back at my own life and my own family history and I think, why am I worthy of having four beautiful children like I do? But then I looked back at Mary's history and realized she came from a long line of broken ancestors just like mine. I remember when I found out I was pregnant with my first son. I was at home by myself and Bill was at work. The nurse called to tell me that I was positive that I was finally pregnant. And I questioned her many, many times. Are you sure? Is there a mistake? Could my test have been mixed up with someone else's? I was so happy because we had been trying to have a baby for three years. Mary wasn't trying to get pregnant. In fact, just the opposite. I can only imagine the reaction that Mary had when the angel came probably not as calm or quick as we read in the Bible. I imagine she would have been scared, anxious, excited, and even nervous. After all, how would she explain this miracle to her family and other people? I can only imagine that in this moment, she forgot the prophecy that had said that the Messiah was going to be born to a virgin. However, she answers the Lord. She says she is willing to serve, ready to serve. How are our hearts when God asks us to serve? 
Are you ready and willing to respond as Mary had? In Luke 1, 26 through 38, and as I said, I'm reading from the message. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name was Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. Be called son of the highest. God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever and ever and even to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy, Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son how, as old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is, six months pregnant. Nothing, you see, is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maiden, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left her. Reading this, I wondered if the angel sat down on her bed and talked to her like a friend would talk to another friend. Comforting and nurturing ready to get, convince her that she is spe special and chosen because God loves her. I can't imagine what would have happened to Mary next. I am sure that her family was upset. Rumors and gossip probably ran rampant through her village and her betrothed wondering how this could be possible. I can't imagine the weight that put on her. Instead, she writes a beautiful song. She turns her attention away and looks to God and what he has done. She must overcome her fears and anxiety in order to see that this was God's plan. And this was her response. In Luke 1, 46 through 55, and Mary said, I'm bursting with good news. I'm dancing the song of my savior God. God took one good look at me and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very, very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts, he knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. 
he embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and pilled the mercies, pilled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. Wow, that is true faith and trust in God. I want you to close your eyes for a minute and picture what the nativity scene looked like. We think about Mary riding a donkey and Joseph guiding her to the manger. I see kings, animals, and an angel. I see a peaceful scene. Two happy parents excited to have a son. You can open your eyes now. Here are some things that I've wondered about the week of Jesus's birth. I wonder how comfortable it would have been riding that donkey, being nine months pregnant across the desert. It had to have taken several days. Imagine how many times they had to stop so that she could go to the restroom, how every bounce and bump had to make her whole body ache. I wonder if she ever complained to Joseph or felt that it wasn't worth it, worth all that she was going through. And instead of getting easier, it gets even more difficult. I know that Joseph didn't use Google, Google Maps or TripAdvisor to find the way or get a decent place to stay because when they got to Bethlehem, there were no rooms available. How did that make Mary feel? starting labor in fear, no place to stay. And then she had to give birth to her baby in a barn around the animals. No hand sanitizer, no bleach, no painkillers or epidurals, and no doctor. I would have fallen apart. I wonder if she was un feeling uncomfortable or angry or even disappointed. She had to be experiencing labor pains. Did she start to sob? How did Joseph comfort her? Was he kind to her or was he inconsiderate and stressed about what he had been through? Or did God and the Holy Spirit provide them with the strength they needed? God is always right there with us, so I have to believe he was right there with them. He has the answers in the plan, always ready to exchange peace for our anxieties. In Luke 2, 8 through 20, there were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watchers over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is a Messiah and master. That is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. Mary's strong faith is shown in her willingness to serve God without question and again in the song she wrote. I wonder how many times she had to sing that song to herself to remind her to keep her eyes on God. Her faith is shown many years later when she goes along with Jesus and his disciples disciples to a wedding, and she sees a need that she just knows her son can provide. Water changing to wine. 
she had to have incredible faith in her son to believe he could do that. And then there's that time that Mary went to visit Jesus after he would, had been ministering and healing all day. How proud and excited she must have been to see her son. Yet Jesus pointed to his disciples and said, these are my mother and my brothers. My heart would have sunk. I wonder if she said, but I'm your mother. In Matthew 12, 46 and 47, it says, while he was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers, to the crowd, his mother and brothers showed up. They were outside trying to get a message to him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and brothers are out here waiting to speak with you. Jesus didn't respond directly, but said, who do you think my mothers and brothers are? He then stretched out his hand toward his disciples. Look closely. These are my mother and brothers. Obedience is thicker than blood. The person who obeys my heavenly father's will is my brother and sister and mother. Now we are not given the rest of the story, but I wonder if she felt offended or rejected. She didn't though, she didn't leave. She chose to stay and chose love over being offended. I think that she always knew Jesus didn't just belong to her, but that he was also doing God's work just as she had. She shows us that we are given our children as a gift not to hold forever and stifle their plans, but to give them to the Lord and let them soar like an eagle, not to manipulate or guilt them, but to build them up and guide them to God. Psalm 127, three through five. Don't you see that children are God's best gift? The fruit of the womb, his generous legacy, like a warrior's fistful of arrows are the children of a vigorous youth. Oh, how blessed are you parents with your quivers full of children. Your enemies don't stand a chance against you. You'll sweep them right off your doorstep. When Jesus was 12, he went off to teach and Mary and Joseph couldn't find him for three days. I can't imagine what that had to feel like. I think about what they would have thought about. I'm sure they were worried just as any parent would be thinking they were irresponsible with God's gift to them. Yet Jesus tells, I'm sorry, yet Jesus tells them he is about his father's business. This was only the beginning of heartbreak for Mary. Again, Mary shows Jesus the love in her heart she will need all of these thoughts about her son for what she must endure in her future when she loses him yet again. As a mom, I can't imagine what she went through watching her son carry a cross up a hill. As she stands grieving, watching through tear-filled eyes as he is nailed to a cross, as he hangs there, as he dies knowing he is innocent, yet taking on the path that was set out for him, that his father gave him. Her heart had to be breaking as never before. She had lost him again. 
Yet once again, three days later, he is found, risen from the dead. I can't even fathom how she must have felt. Her son, once fully human, now fully divine. She chose love yet again. I wonder if deep inside she remembered. She knew. Like Mary, we can all know, trust, and believe that the course we have set out for our children will end in victory. God holds them. God loves them. God makes a way for them, even when there seems to be no way. God is a faithful God. So I just pray today for all the moms out there and the grandmoms that as much as we want to hold on to our children, they are a gift from God. I pray that we have the courage to be like Mary and let God take our children and lead them to victory. I pray for all of our families who are stuck in their homes right now and, and sometimes tension gets high and it's difficult to live with people 24 hours a day. I pray that God gives us grace to get through this time we're in right now. It is only temporary. And I'm sure God has a plan for all of us. I pray for the leaders of our country, our cities, that they'll make the right decisions, that they also pray for God's guidance. I pray that all of us can remember to turn our eyes to God because he is a faithful God. Amen. Thank you, Cassie. Uh, now we're gonna transition, I think, to ministry time. I know that both me and Monica are on for this. So Monica, do you have anything to share to start with ministry? I think you muted yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful to be here and to be able to to share this time with you guys and and I just want to remind all of us that that we are one with God and he has given us um, the mind of Christ and so um, and that we are one with each other and um, I'm just so thankful to be a part of such a beautiful family of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And so as kingdom people, um, this is just, this is our best life ever. <laughs> and it only continues to get better and better and better. And better. So um, I just, uh, I pray for all of us who um, are in moments of 
where the Lord is really inviting us into uh, maturing and growing in, in new ways, you know, when we find ourselves experiencing 